0: Mind Over Matters is intended for small business owners who are open to new ideas for improving their businesses. The mind or mindset is usually the single biggest factor that determines the success or otherwise of a business. It is the first thing to work on. Next comes the matters of the business. Strategy, accountability, implementation and getting a full order book. Plus all things small business besides. If you learn just one new thing that gives you pause then i have achieved my objective hey everyone it's uh, peter Grew brown here and uh, i'd like to welcome you to my first ever podcast episode uh, my um, podcast is called mind over matters and uh, it's about pay planning so um, the topic for today is the journey uh, to episode one. So what's happened before, um, I guess, today. And uh, my guest today is gonna be Darren Saul from uh, Suspended Animation. So um, what I'd do now is just uh, like to introduce Darren. Uh, He's a photographer. who started heavily using social media and podcasting to build his business and was so amazed with the results that he never looked back once he started. So he's now very active in the um, social media uh, marketing space and uh, he's a prolific podcaster who consults with organisations to help them get serious business results, integrating social media and podcasting into uh, their marketing strategies. So um, in terms of uh, what we're going to be covering um, today, I'm going to be talking about, as I said, this journey that I've undertaken. It's essentially an eight year journey from the f- first discovery of podcasting. And um, I guess moving through a period when I was um, uh, exposed to a fellow called John Lee Dumas, who was the first ever person to introduce a daily podcast. Um, and he's became very successful on the back of that. And he offered a free training series. And I was part of that uh, for a long time. And I actually eventually signed up as a, um, a paying client on his um, online training platform. Uh, but I dropped away over a period. I think the the technology or the joinery, as I like to call it, um, got me. And I, I never did much with podcasting for the next five years. And about a little over a year ago, I met Darren. And he, if you like, reignited that interest uh, that I'd had all those years ago in podcasting and I was lucky enough to be a guest on Darren's show on two different occasions. I think episode 39, Darren, by recollection. And that was more talking about um, my journey, um, or my work as a um, kind of a strategist. Um, and then more recently, I signed up with an organization called Book Yourself Solid. And that was episode 130. So what's that? 90 uh, odd episodes apart. Um, and. Um, I guess having being involved in those two podcasts quite a distance apart and seeing you know a master at, his, um, at work in Darren, I don't mean to embarrass you, but uh, <laughs> having done 135 episodes now, Darren's clearly uh, a man who's mastered it. And when you see someone, um, I guess, reasonably efforted, effortlessly doing podcasting, it inspired me and um, that's why I am where I am today.
1: Wow, Well, I appreciate the great feedback. I'm humbled.
0: Well, thank you, Darren. And, uh, you know, as I've said to you many times uh, on the quiet, um, I wouldn't be here without your support. So, um, yeah, I've got uh, much to uh, thank you for.
1: Uh, My pleasure. And, And I'm so impressed that you've had such a burning desire. You've held on to this burning desire for eight years and you're finally recording your first episode. I'm very impressed, Peter.
0: Thank you, and it's, it's what I've been doing a bit lately. Uh, just out of curiosity, I'm part of an active uh, sort of um, group of people who uh, work together on LinkedIn in terms of, you know, just helping with content and uh, giving feedback. And one of the things I did for the first time in mid-December, uh, not dissimilar to this, is I finally took the leap and I um, posted my first ever video um, Post and it was kind of interesting because I think you know you tend to get filled with all these irrational fears, and it actually turned out to be quite easy. I was walking along the beach one day, beautiful sunrise, and I thought, well, I know what I want to talk about. uh It's an interesting setup where I am. I literally got my camera out, shot the footage with the waves crashing in the background, and I thought to myself, I don't know why I waited this long, and I'm thinking it's the same with uh, with the podcast.
1: Definitely, I mean. Especially now because podcasting has become so much easier from a technology point of view because we have zoom We have all these digital Applications we have podcast apps we have digital mics, you know We have lights that are really easy to use in the old days You had to have a studio you had to have people to do the editing and the post-production and you know the engineering and whatever else nowadays You can literally just execute a podcast and deliver a podcast in no time. So I think that's why it's become so popular again. It's almost made a resurgence.
0: And Darren, I mean, to that point, because as I said, I had this sort of five-year hiatus from when I was looking at, uh, you know, what John Lee Dumas was promoting and and it seemed really complex compared to the way I see you do it. So um, I guess that's um, maybe something that could inspire any other listeners on the show uh, who might be thinking of it. Um, it seems to me, uh, it's my first episode, so I can't talk with too much conviction, but it seems to me that the technology has become a lot more easy, a lot easier, should I say. Definitely. Uh, and that's, uh, I guess, hope for everyone. Um, Darren, what I'd like to do now, if it's okay, is just ask you to share with the audience uh, what it is that makes you tick, and then after that, uh, who in the business community you serve.
1: Sure, absolutely. So um, I appreciate the opportunity. Obviously, thank you again. Um, so basically, a bit about my story, my backstory. I was working as a photographer. I still work as a photographer for many years. And at some point, I realised that things had to change in how I marketed my business and how I, you know, promoted what I do, because cold calling wasn't working anymore. You didn't get as many referrals as you used to. Letter drops website seo wasn't working as well as it did so i thought there's got to be a what's the new way to market and a friend of mine actually um and i started having a chat about digital marketing
0: just in context darren how long ago are we talking months or years
1: talking uh, probably two three years ago
0: okay so we're going back a bit
1: yeah two three years yeah and uh, then i started doing a lot of research into this new world of social media marketing and digital marketing I i never realized what it was about i didn't think that you could do much on linkedin or facebook or instagram to promote your business i thought it was just you know just uh, like friends on facebook having a bit of fun yeah,
0: yeah and i think for a lot of people that's their sort of or was up until quite recently their perception of social media it's you know sharing uh with your mates what you had for breakfast that's sort Absolutely. of important stuff
1: literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and um over the last couple of years i've definitely seen it totally uh, re-metamorphosize into a marketing platform yeah and i kind of caught that journey not really early but a little earlier than some others which yeah. a couple of years ago and i started heavily diving into using social media and podcasting to start marketing my business as a photographer
0: Yeah. and
1: uh, why podcasting because you know i heard that podcasting was such a great way to reach your audience to deliver fresh content to your audience to establish yourself as a as a thought leader so I thought and I'm the type of person that if I get something in my head I say all right I'm gonna do it let's go and I just I run with it and I see what happens
0: and Darren I I mean I guess what I like to pick up on there is I think in some ways you're different I find a lot of people and I'm guilty of this like the best of them I find reasons to procrastinate and I think the biggest one for me is this idea of perfection and I love the concept of um, the 80% approach it's like when you're 80% ready, you're good to go, because you're never going to be 100% ready. So get as ready as you can, uh, and then do it.
1: 100%. And and whatever technology you have, whatever tools you have, is what you're going to use. There's no excuses. I don't have the right mic. I don't have the right camera. Whatever you have, as you mentioned before, you just have a, you had your phone, you went for a walk, you decided what a beautiful studio you're in. Let's just film a video right now. There you go. So same thing with podcasting or same thing with any content creation
0: yeah and i use the term a bit so i used it with the linkedin thing and i've used it i think in promoting my sort of entree into um, into podcasting via a couple of posts i put out on linkedin it's this idea of putting on your big boy pants it's yep. like you know just uh suck it up and do it anyway yep 100%. what's i say embrace the fear and do it anyway
1: embrace the fear do it anyway go on yep. the journey and yep. you and learn as you go yeah like you don't have to know everything before you start it's a journey as you say you can learn forever and you just keep and I, better
0: and i think it's a sports analogy you hear a lot about sportsmen um i guess in these COVID times you know where they practice and train and train but they always say until you're in the live environment you're on the field yep. and you're confronting the reality that's when you learn the most and it's with podcasting you can practice all you like but until you put yourself out there and you know, possibly have an imperfect first few, few attempts. Um, you know, you've got to be prepared to, um, I guess, have an imperfect product, but improve on it as you go.
1: Exactly. And that's kind of yeah. the fun. I mean, it's no fun yeah, it if, is. if you're perfect out of the gate. There's no there's no journey involved. You, exactly. There's nothing to look back on in a way. So, um, you know, I, I really believe that. And I think that everybody should just get out there in whatever journey they're Looking to embark on from a social media or digital marketing content creation point of view, just start where you start and have some fun, and you'll be amazed at where you end up.
0: So, Darren, on that one, uh, it's getting a little off podcasting, but I guess um, it's it, it, it probably applies equally to podcasting. This whole idea of um, you know where you should start with your your social media. I mean. What, what what sort of structure do you use to make sure that you're not being tugged around in too many directions? Do you have like a very specific plan of this is, you know, where podcasting fits in, yep. this is where, you know, my work on LinkedIn fits in and there's how much time I'm going to do each week on each activity, just so that you're not being dragged all over the place by the thing we talk about a lot, the shiny object syndrome. hundred
1: uh, percent. I agree with you. And I've, I'm quite methodical in how I work and I, I get up every morning quite early, not so much in the holidays, but I'm getting back into my swing now. And I dedicate my first half an hour or an hour to all my social media.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's when I'm the most creative, that's when I'm fresh. Everybody's different, but that's what that's what yeah. works for me. And then I say, All right, I'm gonna be on my chosen platforms. And again, you know, it depends on how much time you have. If you have a lot of time, you can be on more platforms. If you only yeah. have a, a little bit of time concentrate on the one or two where you think you're going to get the best results. And when you have more time or have some help, you can start expanding to other platforms. But so whatever it is, that's your chosen, where your chosen audience lives. I start thinking about how I can deliver content to that audience every single day, if possible. And the key is to keep that fresh and with a lot of variety and, um, with potentially guests from my podcast and that's the key is really consistency, variety, and creativity as well. You've got to keep it creative. You've got to keep it fun and, you know, interesting and quality, but you've got to be consistent and you've got to just dedicate that time to do that. And I'm glad you mentioned that before is that for me, a podcast really just fits in to my wider social media content, digital strategy. Yeah. Uh, podcast is great as a for as a podcast and if you're tim ferris or john lee dumas or joe rogan you can do very very well um, and make a lot of money just with the podcast but for most sure. of us you know, mere mortals out there um, a podcast is just another exceptional way to deliver fresh content to your audience with fresh guests with fresh perspectives and as i mentioned to you earlier when we when we speak my content Uh, my podcast content does better on social media than any of my other content. And I put out a lot. That's
0: simply extraordinary. So Darren, um, I mean, for me, that really resonates that it does better because I know that you're quite prolific on a number of platforms. How do you measure? What sort of metrics do you use to be able to demonstrate how successful it's been compared to the others?
1: Yeah, a really good question. As you mentioned before, a lot of people can get can fall into the trap of being romanced by the metrics and what a shiny object syndrome and whatever else
0: and Um, you know what there's that saying you might have heard it's like you know metrics are for vanity yes and um, vanity metrics yeah and attraction is for sanity
1: yep i like that (laughs) yeah
0: having a having your raving your your raving fans um i think that's what um Seth Godin talks about exactly. you know you're having your little your tribe of raving fans.
1: Definitely, and actually, that come, Seth's words come into my head all the time when I'm working on social media and looking at what's going on because I'm thinking I'm seeing a lot more um, activity on social media right now every day. Like last year was insane. Yes. The, the the acceleration of social media activity was incredible. This year it's as fast, even stronger, and I and yes. it's only January because people have realized finally what a powerful platform social media is for marketing and everybody's going to do it, which means that we're going to be all competing for that potential audience. And then I'm always thinking to myself, Seth Godin says, find your tribe, create your tribe, just take it slow, consistently and build your audience over time. So that's what's always in the back of my mind when I'm doing, my work, and I'm putting out my content, and I'm creating, and I'm doing podcasting, is that I'm not too worried if not everybody sees it, but as long as my metrics are growing slow and steady, and when I look at my metrics, I look at just yeah. the basic stuff, like...
0: So, we're talking organic here, aren't we? Organic, a, a lot of it's organic. It's a slow burn. Uh, the good news about organic is that it's typically a lower spend thing, and the relationships you forge are deeper. Definitely, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Every now and again, I'll boost a post, or I'll do a little, put a little ad on... Yeah. But it's very low cost compared to, you know, what I do, um, what I could do. And most of my work is organic. Yes. And and over time, I'm looking at my views, how many people are engaging with that post, that that podcast post, how many people are listening to it, how many people are sharing it. And if I see it's growing every month consistently, I know I'm yeah. on the right track. That's all sure. I need to know. You know? Yeah. And, and, and say, there's right,
0: that concept of split testing. You try something... It might not work. Try something else. Measure your results. And you go with the thing that gives you the best return. Absolutely.
1: Whatever's working, go all in.
0: Yeah. Darren, um, before you continue, um, just for any listeners out there who might be interested in in our reference to Seth, I would say Seth is arguably, Seth Godin, that's G-O-D-I-N, He's probably the most prolific and most respected blogger in in the business world. He puts out an incredible free daily email, which is uh, a font of all wisdom for me. Uh, You know, I pick up at least one a a week uh, that I share with my audience. I repurpose it and obviously attribute it to Seth. He's a very clever man, but on the matter of tribes, he wrote this book called Tribes. And it's a fascinating book in its structure besides anything else. It's the only book I've ever read that doesn't have chapters. It's yep. just a continuous, um, uh, I guess, uh, dialogue. And um, I think it's less than 100 pages. So it's an easy read. Um, it's a loose structure. And there's a, a lot of wisdom in there. And for anyone looking to find this elusive tribe, rather than you know, trying to gather 1,000, 10,000, whatever uh, followers who might deliver very little outcomes, the concept of finding... A tribe of raving fans is really, I think, the way that we should all be thinking about how we engage on social media.
1: Absolutely. And, and I agree with you. I, I haven't heard anybody articulate it better than Seth Godin.
0: Yeah, a very really, smart guy. Very, very smart brilliant. Guy.
1: And I love yeah. the way he thinks about marketing and marketing to your smaller niches and your smaller audiences as opposed to trying to um, serve the world. He says you can't serve everybody. You have to find, you have to carve out your tribe.
0: And, you know, to your point there, Darren, one of the things that, you know, we all now have an opportunity for is not trying to serve the world, but you've got access to the world. That's exactly and that's the thing, you know, your tribe could be based, you know, one person in every country in the world, yep. whereas before the internet, we didn't have that opportunity. So, you know, if we can be very defined in our offering and come up with something really niche, um, you know, we've got the whole population, everyone who's on social has um, gotten, you know, is an opportunity for, for a new um, member of your tribe. So it's a, it's, it's a good time to be in business.
1: Definitely. And it's almost as you're speaking, I'm thinking it's almost a double edged sword because everybody's jumping on social media now as a really strong marketing tool, marketing platform and putting together social media campaigns. So the competition is rife and the audience is, is more limited to catch. But when you do catch it, as you mentioned, it's global and you can find your tribe and build your tribe in a lot of areas where you never normally dreamed of working. So yes. it's, it's a bit of a paradox, but it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, and it allows you to tap into different communities. As I mentioned, you know, I'm quite active on LinkedIn and I've just happened to stumble across a group of people based of all places in the sort of Liverpool, Manchester area. Yeah and it's so refreshing because they don't think exactly the same as we do in australia um you know they're on different time zones and different uh, climates so you have this really interesting sort of um interaction with these people because your worlds are so different and that diversity you know we all hear about it in the marketplaces don't employ everyone in your executive team to be, you know, middle-aged men's club. They get some gender diversity, get some racial diversity. And this is the same thing, you know, having a tribe of people from different backgrounds, because a lot of these tribes, it's not just about the leader. It's about the peer-to-peer benefits you get from being in that tribe. And the more diverse, the more interesting, and the more likely to sustain for that group. Absolutely. And
1: and I love, you know, what you mentioned before is that you're starting to find these other tribes in other places and i found that with my podcasting is that you know by chance i might be referred somebody or someone stumbles across my profile on linkedin and i start doing some podcasting in another country and then all of a sudden i start building an audience in that place and i get referred more guests and your your podcast can become global so yes. it's fascinating what's you know what's what's happened and what's transgressed just from starting out really simply you know for a small number of people Um, with a passionate product and it's just amazing what can happen.
0: And I think, you know, in many ways, that's not something people think about when they get into a new venture like podcasting. The opportunities that come because your journey is never going to be what you expected. And the unexpected sort of sliding doors type moments where you're going down a track and you think this is what I was, uh, you know, uh, expecting. And you come to, you know, a fork in the road and you take – uh, take a choice that takes you down you know an avenue you never expected and that's often where the best opportunities lie
1: definitely and and it's so much fun because it's unexpected.
0: Yeah. so cool yeah so you, you're stepping out of you know what you know best and you're meeting 100%. new people and coming across new opportunities Yeah, and it's um sorry Darren
1: no no problem and it's a great opportunity for growth as well because you're constantly pushing the barriers and exactly you know, stepping out of your comfort zone
0: yeah um Darren, just also picking up on something you said earlier about you being a morning person and how you do your best thinking in the morning. Um, There's a fellow called Cal Newport, C-A-L, and he's got a book called uh, Deep Thinking. And it's all about this thing. I think the essence of it is that he believes you've got two really good hours a day for this deep work where you can really focus and, you know, get, get um, the best thinking. And then after that, we tend to tire. And I know um, there's a fellow called William Blake, um, going back, I think, hundreds of years, who had this, um, it's like a little rhyming thing, saying something like, uh, uh, morning is for thinking, noon is for work. Uh, evening is for eating and night is for sleeping. So, <laughs> I love it. And and, and the reason I bring that up is that um, if I'm advising people about how to be more productive, I say, when is your most productive time? And allocate two or three hours in that window of your most productive time. Like for both you and I, it's clearly, you know, probably before 11 o'clock. And do that thought thought leadership stuff for things where you're really trying to create some, some new content. And then the, the other tasks that you do in a typical day, you know, and that's client work or uh, meetings with your staff um, or, you know, any a- other admin tasks which you have to do. Do those when you don't have to be thinking deeply. You know, having a client meeting, I'm not saying you don't need to think, but having a, a social engagement or an interaction with a client uh, doesn't require the same bandwidth of deep thought that you know, creating content does. So being deliberate of how you spend your time, I think is really important. Yeah,
1: I mean, I love it. Like getting up at 5.30, 6 a.m., I have my coffee and I, and it's like my, my mind is clear. It's a blank canvas. Yeah, yeah. And all my best ideas come to me because I'm fresh. As you say, later on in the day, you get bogged down with a million things, you get thrown into a million tangents, you're tired, you're exhausted, and you just want to, if you did have to do anything, you just want to do it quickly and move on, but you wouldn't do it the same way. As if you did it when you were fresh
0: and Darren you know to to your point there it's like if you believe you've got this small window of really um deep thinking time you don't want to spend it um answering mindless emails yeah I agree do that when you're kind of tiring in the afternoon and you know often a lot of that stuff doesn't require a great deal of thought
1: yep 100% totally agree and
0: so just back to the whole podcasting thing Darren um can you tell uh, tell us three dos and three don'ts of, um, I guess, what you, in your experience, would um, nominate uh, as a podcast host? What are you know the the three most important things that you think you need to get right, and three things to to avoid?
1: Sure, perfect. I've I've made a few notes here, so I made sure that I can give everybody my best stuff. Cool. Um, in terms of the dos. First and foremost, the, I think about podcasting as as if you're creating a stage or you're creating a platform for your guests to shine and yep. for you to be able to de- deliver fresh, varied quality content to your audience. So you're yep. putting together this whole platform, this stage, this incredible content machine. Um, and that's a really re- great way to think of your podcast because a lot of people... They don't prepare, they don't structure, they don't create properly, they don't uh, execute properly and it's a lost opportunity. So really, if you think about this podcast with the incredible potential that it has, make sure you utilize it to the best of its potential. And it's
0: also disrespectful to your guests, isn't it? You're asking them to give up an hour or whatever of their time and if you're not giving them the best opportunity to showcase, you know, what they do, um, that's disingenuous.
1: 100 agree. It's, it's actually, uh, yeah, it's rude. I mean, inviting yeah. someone and then you just you get to give them five words and then you say thank you very much, guys, great show, we'll see you next time. And the person yeah. says, what, what was I here for?
0: <laughs> and look, uh, you know, at the risk of giving you uh, some gratuitous, um, um, I guess, support, I have found in the two episodes we did together that um, the whole process just flowed and. I think often when you have an experience like that, you think it's easy, but there's been a lot of work in the background. And that's the secret, isn't it? Whatever you do, it needs to appear effortless, but it's not effortless because of lack of effort. It's effortless because of a lot of planning.
1: Exactly. It's, effort, it's effortless because you've made it so. You've built, sure. you've prepared everything to the nth degree. You've done all the hard work up front to make the actual delivery of the product yeah. seamless.
0: Cool. And that's 100%. And, so Darren, um, are there any other do specifically? So the first one is creating the first stage one, and it's it's all about the client, it's not about you, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, sorry, it's all about the guest.
1: The guest, exactly. It's about yeah, like yeah, the yeah. guest and about your audience.
0: Yes. You're yeah. you're
1: creating a show and you're creating a content or a station for your audience for their benefit, not for your
0: yeah. own. So for we don't need the podcast host peacocking, do we?
1: No, exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) With a pretty face like
0: yours, I understand why it's a temptation.
1: (laughs) Um, Number two would be promote. You have to learn how to promote your podcast because just like a website, you can have the world's best website, but it could be the world's best kept secret because nobody knows it's there. So that's where marketing and promotion Particularly with social media, come in is you have yep. to learn how to promote that show just like Hollywood would promote a show or, um, you know, TV stations would promote something or uh, promote an election or whatever. Promotion is really important to learn the art and skill of promotion to allow people to actually access that great podcast that you've actually put together for them.
0: Yeah. So creating content which never gets, never sees the light of day yeah. is point? a fairly futile exercise.
1: Yeah, 100%. So promote. Promotion is very important. Yeah. The third one, in terms of the do's, is be patient. Yeah. I mean, this stuff takes time. As you mentioned, it's a journey. Um, There are so many podcasts out there these days, mind you. Not many of them get past episode twenty or twenty-five. I heard some statistics. Yeah, you did mention
0: that to me off air, and I think you know that's a a good yardstick for any um, aspiring podcast host, just to to know that. you need to stick with it for a period and get the experience and the confidence that comes with running 20 shows. So it's not a, it's not something you become an overnight success, but um, if you stick with it, there's um, a good opportunity.
1: Absolutely. I mean, as they say, you know, there's no such thing as an overnight success All the greatest bands and artists and actors have been at it their whole lives. And finally they make that break and people think that it's been an overnight success. But the pre-work to get to that point was God knows how many decades in the making.
0: Yeah. And it's the same journey
1: with podcasting.
0: Thanks for that, Darren. So look, do you have, um, you know, a couple, three um, things to avoid to, um, I guess, give your podcast the greatest uh, opportunity for success?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the kind of tie in a little bit, first one as it's kind of goes together with that point we just made of being patient is don't give up too early. You know, yeah. resist that temptation.
0: That, and think of it as like a, a six-month project. Definitely. And I think a there's
1: a, there was a fantastic book I read years ago by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich.
0: Yes, we all we know Think it, and, think and Grow Rich.
1: Great thing. And I think one of his concept is two foot, two feet from gold or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing and, about, yeah, a miner.
1: Yep, and you could just yeah. be so close and you get yeah. up too early. So yeah. really important not to do that. Yeah. Um, and Very also open advice. yourself to all these amazing opportunities that will come your way yes, um, that were unexpected, as you mentioned. It's beautiful. Um, Second one is again, don't let the ego take over. You know, as a podcaster, a lot of people can fall into the trap of, as we mentioned, uh, what's the word, hijacking the conversation, um, peacocking, talking, and it's really about your guest it's about making you want to
0: showcase them. the guest rather than showcase yourself your guest.
1: and yeah. also make your guest feel special sure. and have such a great experience that they will start referring you other guests because yeah. that's going to feed your podcast yeah that's the, your guest is the lifeblood of your podcast yeah. so it's really important that you look after them and treat them as such
0: yeah look that's really great advice yeah. and, anything uh, else
1: And the last one is don't get caught up with the technology as we yeah. mentioned earlier, you know, that's my,
0: that's been my biggest, um, um, I guess, challenge. Yeah,
1: It's really easy nowadays, you can get, you know, people to help you, you can learn so much on the internet, you don't have to have a whole studio, it can be done really easily and simply, and people have put together some really incredible podcasts with loads of episodes with an absolute shoestring budget, you don't have to go crazy.
0: Yeah and i guess uh, you know as you become more successful if you want to slightly improve the video or the audio you can start spending money on the top of the line but i think often with those things from what i I hear is that to get an you know an extra five percent improvement in audio you're having to spend a substantially bigger number definitely those incremental increases um you know cost a lot of money so the basic thing you're getting 80 to 90% of what you need.
1: Definitely. And and a good really good point to make there as you mentioned is it's about the content. It's not yes. so much about the sound or the video. The sound is important for a podcast, even more important than the yeah. video because if it really sounds terrible or distorted, people will switch off. But as long as it's 80%, that's fine. But it's 100%, what are you saying? What yes. are you giving your audience? What are, how can they learn? What information are you giving them? What are you feeding them? That's the, that's most important. Not the
0: rest. And Darren, you know, one of the things I guess I hear a lot, and I think it's becoming quite almost trendy, this whole idea of being authentic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, authentic isn't code for being shoddy. It just means people want to see the real person behind, you know, the delivery. Um, so, you know, presenting the real you, but doing it in a professional way.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Being authentic, being as professional as you can, yeah, but um, being yourself and yeah. letting your audience get to know you, you because yeah. that's one of the things I suppose that's different about a podcast and a radio show or you know a, a mainstream broadcast. Yes, yeah. they're more polished. They have the polished tech. They speak in a polished way. The beautiful yeah. thing about a podcast is our audience can get to know us as people.
0: Yeah, and that's crinkles and all, right? Exactly, hundred percent. I mean, you perfect, but we don't. We're not. We're not all that (laughs) way. (laughs) Far
1: from it. Far from from
0: it. But um, absolutely,
1: you know, it's really important to, um, you know, to just be human, and people really connect with that. And I think that's why people relate to
0: you because, you know, it's interesting. Sorry to cut you off. We all hear about B two B, and a a lady who works out of um, the states. Her name's Anna Malikian. She's Portuguese, uh, by background, and she introduced this concept to me for the first time. It's all about P2P. It's person to person. I like that. You know, people buy the other person. They don't necessarily buy the organisation behind that person. Totally.
1: They buy it. People do business with other people.
0: Yeah. yeah they know, exactly. like,
1: and trust.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, Darren, just moving along, thanks for those tips. Um, uh, yeah, I, I love the idea. We've got three specific do's and don'ts. Um, is there, um, you know, some specific... Uh, way that is best to kind of make contact with you? How's, um, you know, how, how do you engage with uh, with prospects? What's the best way to reach sure, out? Sure, absolutely.
1: Appreciate that. I mean, um, easiest way is to just jump on my website and yeah. uh, then you can link out to everything that you might need from there, which is just yeah. suspendedanimation.com.au. .au,
0: yeah. okay.
1: And then from there, you can find my podcast on Apple, on um, on Podbean, on youtube you can find my social media work you can find my photography work you can find
0: everything and just to confirm i mean we're talking specifically about social media uh, and um, podcasting today but your sort of um, uh, career or your your business world started in in photography so that was how you first um, came into into small business
1: exactly so basically my journey was I started utilizing podcasting and social media to market my own photography business, and then I yep. fell in love with it to such a degree that I now talk, I teach, and I coach other small businesses on how to actually get those results yep. from
0: the business
1: using social media and podcasting.
0: Wonderful, Darren. Uh, just to wrap it up, a final question: Is there one thing that you could share with the audience that is a sort of a quick win? Something that you find a lot of people maybe don't do, and that um, you know they could do, and and have you know somewhat of a difference on on the success of their business.
1: Oh, good one. There's so many things, but you know what I, I would say honestly is whatever it is you're thinking about doing, dive in. Yeah. And dive in, and if you fall over, you fall over, you get back up again, you learn, you grow, you start the journey of research and. Um, development through that process, but most people, and this applies to people on social media and people doing all sorts of things. That you always hear people say, "This year I'm going to do this," or yeah. Next "Month I'm going to do that," or "I'm I'm strat- my am thinking about a strategy for how to do this." And then you come back six months later, and nothing's still changing. thinking,
0: <laughs> still thinking, <laughs> still thinking.
1: So well, there's a wonderful one thing.
0: Yeah. There's a wonderful acronym for what you're talking about. I don't know if you've heard of it, RFA. I no ready fire aim
1: ready for yes exactly i've heard that i love it yeah so true i love i I really believe in that
0: yeah so get you know get out there and do it you're going to make mistakes whether you start now or get it perfect whatever perfect is so you know get out there and make your mistakes early
1: make the mistakes early make them along the way embrace the mistakes they're they're part of who you are it's part of
0: the learning experience part of the learning
1: experience and it's part of your journey later on you look back and you have some fun you'll have a giggle
0: and you know, the thing I always say to people, you can't uh, learn experience in a book. You learn experience by doing. Definitely. definitely. Yeah.
1: You, can't, you can't learn anything in a textbook. I mean, well, you, Yeah.
0: You can learn the theory of it, but yep. you can't learn the practical application of the theory. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You,
1: could, you could read a hundred podcast episode drafts, but then yeah. until you actually host your first episode like you're doing now, it's a very different story.
0: Well, you know, all I can say is uh, for anyone else who starts their podcasting journey, I hope that you have as an agreeable guest as you, Darren. You've been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'd I'd really like to thank you for being on the show. I know you're a busy person and um, seeing you on the opposite side of the fence as the the guest rather than the host is is interesting for me (laughs) to see the two sides of Darren. Um, So guys, um, this is uh, Peter Grew-Brown signing off from episode one of Mind Over Matters. Uh, See you next time.